rejection besieges us and the world shakes. Rescue us, God. Restore us. When rejection besieges us and the world shakes, rescue us, God. Restore us. These are the prayers that bring us home. With Ramona Garcia and Gay Slomka, this is John Garland, and we're exploring the Psalms, this ancient prayer book of the Bible that teaches us the spiritual vocabulary of healing and resilience and praise. The prayers that bring us home. The Psalms are Jesus's prayer book, and we pray them communally each day with him and with our small group and with the cloud of pilgrims around the world today and with the cloud of pilgrims back through the many centuries. And we pray these psalms with you. We're glad that you joined us. Gay and I are going to chat a little bit about today's Psalm 60. Uh, psalm 60, how would you describe this psalm, Gay? Psalm 60 is another terrifying psalm, kind of like yesterday's. Um, but in this one, the voice of God responds. However, there's also doubt and fear, rejection. And once again, this is the one that ends with a pleading for refuge. We're in book two of the Psalms, and we're in this movement of redemption, rescue, all these Psalms begging for salvation. It began way back in Psalm 49. It arcs through this one up to Psalm 62. But first, um, we are going to uh, listen to this distilled prayer. Then we'll follow along with Psalm 60, and then Gay and I will have a little conversation. When rejection besieges us and the world shakes, rescue us, God. Restore us. Psalm 60 for the music director, according to Shushan Edu, Lily of the Covenant, I make him of David to teach. And when he fought with Aram Naharaim and Aram Sobai and Joab returned and killed 12,000 of Edom in the Valley of Saul. God, you have rejected us. You have broken us. You have been angry. Restore us. You have made the land quake. You have split it open. Heal its cracks for its sways. You have made your people experience hardship. You have given us wine to drink. That makes us stagger. You have given a banner to those who fear you that it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah that your beloved may be rescued. Save us with your right hand and answer us. God has spoken in his holiness. I will triumph. I will divide up she Shechem and measure out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet of my head. Judah is my scepter. 
Moab is my washbowl. I will throw my sandal over Edom. Shout loud, Philistia, because of me. Who will bring me into the besieged city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you yourself not rejected us, God? And will you not go out with your armies, God? Oh, give us help against the enemy, for rescue by man is worthless. Through God we will do valiantly, and it is he who will trample down our enemies. So we're in Psalm 60 gay and the the um the the subscription is nice and long it describes like it's the lily of the covenant set to this tune Susan's tune of the Susan the lily of the covenant's a victim of David and it's to teach which is interesting that kind of sets up this um idea that we're going to learn something from this and then there's this long the description it's from 2 Samuel 8 it's fascinating um, there's also some other source, um, but it's this description of a battle, really intense battle. Um, and it's in, it, it involves the Edomites, involves the Valley of Salt. And and um, the superscriptions are not necessarily original to the psalm, but they've, they've been put in, you know, thousands of years ago. And it, it, it places the prayer in a really visceral human experience. And this one is an experience of violence and horror and trauma, fear, anger, rage, searching for victory, desperate for God. Um, and so that that puts us in sort of, as we read the superscription, um, I mean, the subscription, it kind of puts us into this, this place. But talk to us about the beginning of this prayer. Uh, I'm sorry, this song, uh, Gay. What, what What's happening here at the beginning? First of all, I want to go back to that subscription because I didn't notice those words to teach the first time I read through this. And, and just in noticing those words, that kind of opens my eyes to a, maybe a new understanding of this psalm. Because like I said, I did not really enjoy this psalm the first time I read through it. Um, but when we know that the psalm is there to help us to to learn something that relates to our lives, I think it it um, kind of lifts my my heart to hearing what it was, what it is that we need to learn from this. So yes, the beginning of the psalm is um, hard. Uh, God you've rejected us and broken us and been angry with us. So it's all about this broken relationship with God. And, you know, I've been there before. Um, many of us have been there before. And what we want is to be restored, to have to be have that feeling of being reunited with God. But here it's even worse. It's not just us that's broken. It's like you've made the world broken too. It's split open and it cracks and it sways. Um, yeah, the, the the beginning of this is um, really difficult. It, it is really, it's really hard. And I, I do, it does feel it's really helpful to be, to have this, the, the beginning say, you know, lean in, I'm going to teach you something. I do feel, it does feel like we're the, we're being led 
healthier by, by some deep spiritual maturity um, to be able to name that, like I feel rejected and then to beg restoration. We're in this movement of Psalms, uh, this theme of, of begging for salvation and restoration. Um, but and then, then in verse three, it's like we, you've, you, God, you've made us experience hardship. You've given us this wine to drink that makes us stagger. Like it's like super high alcohol content, or it's just nasty. I immediately think of of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. I don't yeah. know if Jesus was thinking of this verse as well uh, as he's like, "Take this cup from me." Um, I, I, I don't, if you, if you will, I mean, your will, but not mine, take this cup from me, but this experience of being given, um, a, a, an overwhelming cup. Um, and then verse four and five, it, there's a major shift of a, a, a large, it's like a turning around. Talk us through that gay. Yeah. I mean, this verse four, you've given us a banner to those who fear you. And I'm not really sure what that means. And this banner is to be display because of the truth, but it's definitely turning things. Um, you know, I picture this this banner. I'm thinking of, you know, like a banner in the sky or something, but and and even though we have this broken relationship, we're still looking up and we're looking for the truth. And we're letting that truth um uh, seep into us. Wow. Wow. Verse five, uh, almost wrecked my day. Cause I got obsessed <laughs> with one word in verse five and I almost <laughs> forgot to show up to, to meetings, but the, 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 your beloved may be rescued, save us with your right hand and answer us. I got, I just fell down into this word, uh, your beloved, uh, Yadid. Um, it's not used very often in the Psalms, um, but it's a beautiful word, your beloved, your Yadid. It's the same root word as David, uh, you, you know, the beloved one. David means the, you know, the, the beloved uh, uh -huh. one. The root is Dad. Um, uh, the, it's more like a lover or um, a adored one. And that's used a lot in the songs of, of love. Um, and 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 the yadid combines the word yad, which is hand, and dad, which is love, the loved one. And so this image that you, the beloved is this loved one held in the hand. It's all it's this beautiful poetic um, uh, word. Um, and here it's claiming, let your beloved be rescued, that your beloved may be rescued, God. It's reminding God, like we're your beloved save us, um, save us. This is the same as when we shout Hosanna on Palm Sunday, save us uh, with your right hand uh, and answer us. And then we have this wild part of the Psalm. Uh, <laughs> God speaks, you know, whenever God speaks, it's like this shut, shut everything down. Um, I will triumph. God speaks out of his Kodesh, his, his holiness. I will triumph. And it's almost this is similar to what sometimes the prophets do when they're when they're laying down a massive curse. They, yeah. they it's like they pull out a map and they and they they either draw a pathway or they draw a circle. Uh, it begins with Shechem and the Valley of Salt. And then it talks about Gilead and Manasseh and then Ephraim, which is the northern kingdom and Judah, which is the southern kingdom and Moab, which is out in the east. And then 
throw my sandal over Edom and, and shout loud Philistia because of me. To throw your sandal, I mean, this is a this is a next level curse. Um, this is not, you know, this is not giving your middle finger. This is a next level shaming curse. Um, and I, I remember uh, vividly when I was a young man, a reporter uh, was interviewing in Iraq and an Iraqi reporter was interviewing George W. Bush. And he, the reporter must still be in prison to this day, but he took the moment, he used his press credentials to get into the room and he took off his shoe and hurled it at the president. And just in this rage, this massive insult. And I remember we in the United States were laughing about this. of like, what a ridiculous thing to do. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it seems so silly. And yet it is an ancient, ancient, um, you know, shaming you have destroyed my nation type of insult. Um, and uh, I mean, not to talk about the politics of that, but it's, it's this, it's this ancient image. Um, and, and God is doing this. God is sort of leading uh, this map, this geographical circle, or it's leading up to bringing me into the besieged city. And, and it's like, take me into this place. What was show, show me, show me where you are besieged. Show me, you know, let me bring me up uh, into yeah. all these, these places where you're under attack and you are powerless. And it's like, show me Edom. And this is mystery. It's super mysterious. What happened between Judah and Edom? Um, and yeah. there's, there's no there's there's some clues like in Psalm 137 is the big clue that Edom somehow is responsible for Judah being taken off into exile in Babylon. They're the ones who are blamed uh, in, in there. But there's this idea that somehow Edom was the cosmic Judas uh, for 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 um, for Judah and 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 led led to um this absolute destruction of Jerusalem and, and everything else. Who knows? Um, wow. yeah. Anyways, you have this really wild speech by God. And then what immediately happens, Gay? Every time God talks to us, what <laughs> what's the first thing that happens? In verse 10, have you, self, have you yourself not rejected us, God? And will you not go out with our armies, God? This doubt, you know, God just finishes talking to, speaking to us. And then but we're doubting. And that is so human. I mean, just so absolutely human. And, um, but then it ends with, oh, give us help against the enemy for rescue by man is worthless. Through God, we will do valiantly and it is he who will trample down our enemies you know, and, and it's kind of that ending twist. And it reminds me of yesterday's Psalm with, you know, first we had the dogs, but then we're waking up dogs at night and then we're waking up singing praise. And here we have doubt, but we know that God is going to trample down our enemies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just, okay. So I was not really convinced about <laughs> the power of this psalm but i completely turned around you know it all started with just reading that um was it the subscript or the superscript and the teach me and it just it shifts my whole way of looking at the psalm what is it now that i can learn from this and it's wow. it's beautiful i see the beauty in it now wow wow I, it's almost like someone needs to teach us 
how to say rescue me. Someone needs to teach us yeah. how to say we can't do this ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Thanks, gang. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. When rejection besieges us and the world shakes, rescue us, God. Restore us. When rejection besieges us and the world shakes, rescue us, God. Restore us. When rejection besieges us and the world shakes, rescue us, God. Restore us. Isn't it amazing to pray with the Messiah? these ancient prayers. They were held by an enslaved people through the horrific exile in Babylon and crafted and organized and woven together into this prayer book to heal an entire nation and, and the whole world. These prayers that Jesus used and lived into and unveiled and gave to us, gave to all of us through the centuries to pray together these are the prayers that bring us home. Well, blessings, you all. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, may the peace of Christ walk with you on your long journey home. We are all going home together.